Hello, friends. This is Lisa Lajoie. I am your host for the show Unstoppable Consciousness, a show that showcases evolutionary leaders, entrepreneurs, empaths, nonconformists, and mavericks from all over the world who have taken themselves from feeling unworthy and out of place to confidently stepping into co-creating the life of their dreams. The show highlights the impact they make on the world with their powerful purpose and how they monetize their magnificence daily. Welcome to the show. So today it's going to be me and you. We're going to have an interesting conversation with a little bit of confessions around what's going on in my world and in the energy world around us at this point. So there's a lot going on, as you can see, even the energy that's out there for those of you that are friends of astrology and numerology and just how we are impacted by the planets that are around us. I believe the galaxy that we live in is also very impactful in what's happening on this earth place that we call our home. And there's a lot going on. Right now, we're being hit by a lot of karmic questions. You know, what do we create uh, as our reality? Where have we been as a society? What are we moving towards as we moved into manifestation in 2020? What have we accepted as true in this day and age that is crazy and unbelievable Just look around at the politics that are out there in the world. It's absolutely crazy that the normal for us today is this complete insanity um, right up at the top of the totem pole. And now I know some of you are supporters of, you know, different politicians and, you know, um, I'm a Canadian, so I definitely look into Canadian politics, but I also am very much a part of North America. So I look around at the home that I live in and I see what's going on and I'm blown away by the true karmic disposition of what's going on. And what I mean by karma, karma is like, what are you creating that's going to leave an imprint that we're going to have to fix later? That's what karma is to me. Karma is how we walk through this life and we manifest things for ourselves and other people globally and personally and other people and other places and uh, big, bigger organizations are also manifesting in our life. Uh, maybe things that we want and maybe things that we really don't want to have happening. And so we have options. We have options to co-collectively collaborate to make changes because we can. And it's up to us. So what you can change in your world around you, where you can put boundaries up, where you absolutely know they'll make an impact and change with the course of your life at this point, but you may be afraid to do so. You know, we may be afraid of change. You know, if we look at it from a global perspective, you can see that what is normal now is for Twitter to be a place where we actually have conversations that are about the world, you know, where we attack people, where, you know, the top leader in North America, one of the biggest leaders uh, in the globe is attacking people, attacking whatever they feel like attacking on Twitter. That's insane. Um, where bullying is normal on these social media platforms. And, you know, when the top dog does it, the rest of the little dogs thinks it's okay. Also, because they believe when we get 
conditioned to believe that it's okay for us to behave this way. You know, people being cruel to each other, you know, creating, um, you know, awful experiences for each other in general is not, didn't just start today. You know, this has been going on for a long time and I do believe that we're in an impact and an impasse where, you know, some of the planets is this big episode that's coming to pass around the Plutonian planet where, we're going to have to face what we're doing and the structures we know to be true and then the structures we've learned to be conditioned to accept are going to break down and they're going to break down from the top down, not the bottom up from the top down. Sometimes things break from the bottom up and other times things break down and show and reveal the truth from the top down. What's interesting around what's going on now is that people think it's normal to just blurt out whatever they feel like blurting out and doing whatever they feel like doing because you have this distance between you and the outer world. We have a distance now with social media. It's like being in your car, you know. I, you know, what I've noticed uh, over the years is when people are in their car, they're way braver than when we get out of their car. They're totally different when they get out of the car and they walk around and you're, face, you're facing them face to face versus they're in their car and they have this barricade. Well, social media is like a barricade as well. Being on a computer, looking, you know, out into the world and, you know, from this place of being on a computer, sitting behind a desk, pretending to be somebody that you want people to believe you are, you know, no matter who or what you really are is just commonplace now. And there are a lot of genuine, wonderful people and you can see it. It's, it's very clear and it's beautiful. And, you know, I, I love those types of people that are showing who they are to the world, you know, really in an honest and authentic way. And then there's a lot of trash out there, a lot of stuff that's not real people pretending and struggling and hiding um, the true self, the true self and who they are. Uh, and it's not easy. You know, the truth is, let's be honest, it's not easy to show who you really are and be vulnerable and expose, you know, I struggle with that. For sure, I struggle with really, you know, at times, you know, I just don't want to be on social media, I don't want to share with people, you know, because it doesn't feel exciting to me. And I know a lot of people feel like that. So what they do is they put a pretend face on and they go out there and they perform and they they show and they act like they know um, what they're doing and how they're doing it. Yet, you know, they don't really and they don't have like true credibility for what they're teaching or expressing or saying, you know, and it's it's a crazy world right now. And this is this is the real conversation that I think we need to have. You know, what are we accepting as true that are that is going to change the course of our belief systems globally as we move forward and what can we do to change it so what do you think we can do to change you know what do you think you can do to change what you're accepting as true what's become normal for you it's you know when I was young I was abused and um, like many of us I was in an abusive toxic home you know with people you know really I think they were just kind of doing their best and their best was not very good let's be honest it was not very good they didn't understand the the results of the actions they were taking my parents on each other and you know and then their you know results on the kids and and what was going on with us because of how they were with themselves you know when you're extremely young you just ch- check in your surroundings for your validation you know that's what we do that's what children do not every child and very few children are born feeling like they don't need anything from the parents that they have because all children really do we need to eat we need to survive we need to be shown we need love we we have a lot of needs that are just 
human and basic, just like in the animal kingdom, you know, Uh, animals are born to be a certain way and they act that way and the parent will nurture whatever way that is, the instinctive way of being based on the animal and the archetype of the animal itself and, you know, the style that they have inside them that's just natural for them, the style of living that is natural for them and what they have to do to survive. The parents, the parent is always trying to teach and educate that baby animal to be what they're meant to be in the world in a very natural and easy way. And it's simple. It's very simple. But as human beings, it's not that simple. It's much more complicated. We come with baggage. We come with, you know, our disposition. We come with genetic backgrounds. We come with history. We come with energetic history. We come with, you know, spiritual history. We come with human history. And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like I know with my parents, because I learned so much about them as, you know, my life started to progress and I had a spiritual awakening at the age of 23. And, you know, I tell you, I made so many mistakes in my life because of how I was raised and neglected and just left to fend for myself. You know, I kind of grew up on the streets. I was literally from a middle class home, but I grew up on the streets. I mean, I grew up in gangs. I grew up in bars. I grew up, you know, my, my youth was really looking around at other people, not my parents, because they weren't available or present. And I was on my own. And I found people who accepted me. And I found people that I that wanted to be with me and around me. And uh, I lived my life basically following them and their guidance until, you know, the age of 23. And, uh, you know, I got some I had this big, huge awakening, you know, during the years of my youth. And I know a lot of you are like that. You know, you're like, God, I learned everything that I shouldn't be. You know what I mean? I didn't have the support of really nurturing. First of, first of all, just being a human being. And second of all, your own sole purpose needs nurturing as well. And great parents, that's what they learn to do. They learn to nurture your path the way that you need to live it based on who you are as a person and so it's really hard because I believe we got uneducated a parent's natural instinct is to educate their baby is to teach how to fend how to eat how to nurture how to live in the you know the reality of emotion of thought and the more evolved a parent is the more that they can you know give to the child. So it's very important, you know, how we um, understand what happened to us as children. If you've come from that kind of background, like I did, where, you know, it's just crazy. When I think of it now, and I look at myself, and I think, God, and even other people and my clients, and I say, wow, you were 10 years old, and you were alone figuring it out by yourself. And when I look at that from today, at the age I am now with 30 years of transformation under my belt, you know, and working with thousands of clients, uh, and watching and helping them transform their worth and their their esteem and you know helping them find their purpose and their spiritual you know evolution i'm like wow that's crazy we don't even have the the fabric inside of us to like understand what to do we're still growing and changing and morphing into being so how the heck would we know what to do at 10 years old. So the impact is huge. And what's happening now, and this is part of why I'm bringing it up, is what's happening now in the conditions of our surrounding is there are 
kids, youth that are out there looking at the way the leadership is acting and saying, oh, that's, I'm allowed to be that? Great. Let me be that. They're, they're involved with video games that are in extreme violence and they're watching the violence. When I was a kid, we were worried about Bugs Bunny and how was the impact that Bugs Bunny made because it was the most violent, you know, uh, Looney Tunes was the most violent cartoons around, you know, and I look at it today, I'm like, these kids are playing in their mind, they're just feeding their mind this violent state of affairs, playing these video games, and and they're not being watched all the time by their parent, there's no limitation or boundary or anything else, you know, getting into the the child's life. And it's huge. And it's making a big impact on how we're doing things. You know, I know there's so many wonderful people uh, out there trying to make a difference and trying to keep awareness happening and trying desperately to keep the truth as, uh, as close and upfront as possible and options of being an incredibly conscious person and the impact that the way that we're choosing to live our lives and, you know, so many busy parents are just, you know, giving their kids here, just get on the iPad and do whatever you got to do and watch TV and get stimulated by whatever these, you know, lights coming at us on a constant basis, you know, the lights and the stimulation on the brain, just looking at the computer, looking at the TV, looking at these games, looking at a screen all day long is making an impact on your third eye. It's making an impact in your clairvoyant vision, in your imagination, in your brain circuitry, whether you're 55 or whether you're 14, that's what's happening. You know, if you're spending your day all the time, and I've really been noticing this recently, how much the social media world is making an impact, how much, you know, just sitting and checking Facebook or looking on social media and looking at what's going on in the world from this visual perspective versus an active perspective, like I'm in it. Like when I was a kid, you know, you were experiencing life because you were in life. You weren't experiencing life because you were watching life through a screen. It's totally different on the brain, on the activity in the brain, on what we're creating for the future. And this is a big concern for me. Like, what are we creating for the future? So what's interesting around all the planets and the energy that's happening is, the energy is asking us to look at what are you creating in the future that is going to leave a karmic imprint. Remember, you know, in this episode, it's about karma being something that's being created that has legs that will either have results that you want or you don't want that will need to be addressed at one point or uh, that will serve at one point because karma is a way to you know, activate the possibility of future responsibility. And so we, you know, when we look at karma, people have, there's many different definitions and people really misunderstand it. It's one of my greatest pet peeves is these people who learn a a theta course or they learn, you know, energy course in like uh, online or overnight and, you know, whatever, they don't have no clue what they're doing. They take an NLP course in uh, 10 days and think they're NLP practitioners or it's, it's not the way it is. What really happens is through practice and learning is how you get the experience to understand these big words like mind mapping, like belief systems, like changing your thoughts, like, you know, what it really means in the brain, you know, and how to capitalize on it and help help others 
diversify and figure out what and discern what's good and what's not and separating, hey, this is, you know, good for me. This is not good for me. <clears throat> this is what I'm learning from the social world. And this is beliefs that I've acquired from the, the global global world. This is beliefs I've acquired from my family. This is, you know, mindset mapping that's happening for me watching online all day long from comparing myself to the external world. Or, you know, spiritual ideas like the law of attraction and the principles of the planes of existence and all these types of things. You, if you don't understand it and you read one book and then you think you're an expert, you're not. You're not. Um, you know, and it's tough. For me, it's tough to watch how quickly, you know, like same thing with Twitter, you know, like, Frank, the president talks on Twitter every freaking day, like... It's insane. Like he, it's insane to watch someone who's in this type of authority bullying and slandering people on a regular basis on a social media platform who would never say that on television. But on, like, it's insane that we've accepted this as true and that it's okay for people to do that, that it's okay for us to, you know, accept this as normal. Um, I mean, it, but it's been going on for a long time. The difference between thousand years ago and now, you know, civilization brought this on greed wanting to keep for ourselves, wanting to, you know, own and be an authority and be a king or a queen and, and own and rule. That's what's created this insanity, you know, is not just really being in a place of understanding that everything we create has an effect and an influence. And the world is not supposed to be just revolved around who we are, but it's supposed to be revolved around the oneness of all of our consciousnesses that come together here. And that this whole planet is based in oneness, the entire planet. Everything is creation, co-creation. Everything here is based on creation and co-creation. And it's crazy to see how humanity and our creative possibility and our imagination and certain things that we have accepted as true, you know, like being greedy is okay, or, you know, talking on Twitter like a maniac is okay, slandering and judging and ridiculing anybody who challenges us is okay, making cruelty normal, you know, it's, it's awful. So we have to adjust, you know, there's a conscious co-creative reality around this new world with the internet and all the social media and the things that people are allowing themselves to do. And, you know, we have to come back to that cause and effect, like, which is karma, you know, the cause and effect of your reality and what that's going to mean in the future. It's interesting because in the last few years, and I've talked about this in other episodes as well, I put some, I've slammed some serious boundaries down because I've, I realized what an overgiver I am, you know, and I taken some serious look at, you know, why and where did that come from? And, you know, I, um, I've let just walked away from relationships, I tried really hard to fix them. I was very honest with them. But I, you know, once you make a standard, and you should make standards about what you want to accept in your life, and standards that are healthy and good for everybody involved, standards that don't create karma that don't leave you with a cause and effect that you're going to have to fix later. But actually serve the greater good of you and the people around you, you know, and standards that say, I really want to stand for this, you know, and I want to stand for people in my life who really want to be there and who don't try to make me their authority, you know, and use and abuse the, the privilege of being my friend and because I'm an intuitive or because of what I do or because I, I'm a very loyal person. Once I love somebody, I would do anything for them. 
you know, yet at the same time, I'm super honest about what I care about and what matters to me and, you know, and that I would do anything to help somebody I really love. And I learned the hard way. I had like 10 year relationship. I had to walk away from it. I've had two of those. I had like, I mean, it's crazy. I have, I've had to walk away from a five, six year relationship with an old client who turned into a friend. And I realized that you're not a friend. You're just worried about yourself. You're worried about your performance out in your, in your, you know, in your world. And, and, you know, I recognize from having conversations and challenging true situations that, you know, and this is what happens when you make a standard and then you stand for it, you're honest with people. That's how you find out what, what they're really about. You know, we have these suspicions. I always get a little spidey sense and what I was doing, which was crazy. And I know a lot of you powerful empaths out there do the same thing as I did and have done. And, and I have to watch myself that I don't do it again is we find people that we see their potential and we love certain aspects of them and we let ourselves get involved and put our standards away because we we love certain parts of the relationship or you know we believe that they can grow and change and then we try to make them understand what we need and it'll never happen because they have no intention of changing. They're just trying to get what they can get out of the relationship and then you wake up one day and you realize holy shit like shit balls. Wow. I, this person has just been taking and taking and taking and taking and draining and draining and making the relationship completely revolving around their needs and wants. And I've been complying. And when I need and want something, oh, you know, I had a, I had a relationship I let go of recently and I, I bet you guys can identify. And, and I know there's like, you know, this is just nasty. Like I gave a lot a lot, a lot, a lot. And then I learned the hard way uh, that love with this person was something that would only be given if they were satisfied with what you gave them. It wasn't something that was given freely and kindly and lovingly. It, if you did this and I would do that, you know, and I know a lot of you out there are like, oh God, yeah, I've been through that many, many, many times, you know, unacceptable. It's unacceptable. You know, when we're in relationships and we call someone a really good friend or we, you know, we're, we're considering ourselves a really good friend, we have to hold a standard that makes sense for the greater good of the relationship and for the greater good of each other and for the greater good of love because love is the key. So I walked away. I, you know, we had a bunch of episodes and I just said, I'm done. Like, you don't get to treat me like that. You don't get to blame me for the stuff that you're doing and not doing. You don't get to make promises that you're never going to keep, you know, because you're trying to serve yourself. You know, it's a kind of person that everybody's replaceable. You know, oh, you're serving me. You're making my ego feel good. You're doing this. You're doing that. Okay, great. And the minute the standards came in, the minute you have words that you want to say, oh, the whole tune changed. So I'm sure some of you have been through this many times before, you know, and there's a variety of types of people, you know what I mean? Like sometimes when you challenge a narcissistic or selfish type of person, they're going to fall apart and, you know, call the victim card. Sometimes they're going to attack, kind of like the president, they're going to attack us and make you feel like you're, something's wrong with you that you would ever dare challenge them. I've had those kinds of people in my life before. Um, some people, you know, just pretend that they haven't ever done anything wrong and I don't know what's wrong and you know what I mean? Like they play the dumb card and the I'm not responsible card. Uh, some people will just, you know, uh, 
run because they don't want the conflict and the challenge and they just run, you know. For me, I've always tried to be really honest and that's what I recommend people do. You be as honest as you can be and if it doesn't work out, well, that's just how it is, you know. If somebody's that self-absorbed that they're willing to, you know, throw you away or just approve themselves right because they're not able to you know, see their truth or see how they've influenced other people or they don't know how to say thank you. I mean, literally like with this last person in my life, I was like, I gave so much energy. And in the end, I was like, really? Like you don't even acknowledge the energy. You know, the whole world is just about how you feel and what's up with you and your stories. And, and it's, it's, it's all a fucking fake, you know, and that's the greatest lesson for me out of the things that have broken down and the new experiences that have come in my life and the learning that I've had to take and look in and saying to myself, God, I'm an empath. Why am I attracting people that are self-serving? It's because I see their light and I want to help them. And I feel a connection to people that, you know, um, were like my own parents, just wrapped up in themselves. And I realize I'm trying to heal some old wounds in, in attracting these types of people. So what I did instead, which I recommend you do, is just take your wounds in your own hands and stop attracting the mirror effect from outside and just recognize, I don't need to keep doing this to live a really good life. And on that note, I'm going to come right back. I just want to share with you some really cool information about something new that I have going on because I know that I've needed this, especially during these times of transformation and change. Uh, so listen in to the small commercial break. Hello, friends. Are you feeling like your energy needs to absolute cleanup? This year has massive possibilities to help us find our soul purpose. The energy is laid out clear for us to each individually understand our karma, our soul experiences, and our deepest lesson. With all that in mind, we need to have a clear energy field and we absolutely need to have our energy frequency at a level that we can understand the signals and signs that are coming from the universe. So I have created a monthly clearing 2020. Check it out bit.ly forward slash monthly clearing 2020. And I look forward to serving you. Welcome back to the show. I think we all need a little energy clearing, to be honest, that I, you know, I definitely need that. And the people in my, um, you know, my spiritual groups and, you know, the evolutionary unstoppable consciousness VIP people, we are doing regular cleanups energetically because the debris from just the amount of information coming at us, from the conditioning that's being waved around like a wand, like, you know, you will all, you know, do this or be that or try to be this. And the impact that it's having on so many of us um, in this day and age, we all need to keep really, really clean and get bubble it up. Keep your energy, you powerful empaths, keep your energy up strong and mighty. A very intense time that we're having and we'll have for the rest of the year. So keep your vibe nice and clean, activate your bubble, you know, activate your shields, keep yourself clear, keep your chakras clear, keep your container, your energetics clear 
um, do good things in your business for my spiritual entrepreneurs. Keep your energy uh, really rich and pure and conscious. Make sure that you're delivering the highest good of you into the world and into all the people that you inject information and teaching and coaching and transformation to. Um, however you serve the world, keep that in mind that everything we're doing right now is, has a cause and effect. It's not, we don't just get to play anymore. We are creating new structures. This is what 2020 is all about. Having clear perspective. It's a number four year, which is also really important, which is about creating new symptoms, new systems, new structures, you know, understanding we are responsible. That's the key. We are responsible. You know, going back to some of the stories I was telling you, you know, I realized at one point in my life, like, especially when I talk about my parents and what happened, I realized, you know, they just couldn't be responsible that I had to do it. You know, at one point, all of us get caught up in that. We just have to be responsible. We get caught up in blaming other people, but it's not it's not real or true. If you're 30 or 40 years old, you're responsible for yourself and whatever's been created in your life, you know, it becomes up to you at one point to defragment yourself, you know, defrag the computer and and just say, oh, this doesn't fit. This isn't even mine. Let me clean that out. This is wasted thoughts. This is wasted conditioning that I learned. This is not who I am. And clean the clutter that we learned from our lives and things that we accepted as true, you know. Um, one of the reasons I got caught in a bunch of those relationships because I was taught to overgive as a way of feeling good about who I am. And many, 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 many women go through that. And what's interesting is where I learned these lessons was where I was overgiving to people, but overgiving at the detriment of myself, you know, with people who literally didn't appreciate what I was doing. They actually just expected me as a friend to do whatever they wanted, you know, and even in some personal relationships over the years, I went through that as well, you know, and because you can see it, my beautiful empath doesn't mean you should fix it and absolutely doesn't mean you should do anything about what you can see from your intuitive ability and from your sensors it doesn't mean anything because you can see it doesn't mean you're supposed to fix it. And I'll tell you, it's very important for you to understand that. So and being empowered in your energy, uh, really important. That's uh, extremely important at this time. You know, the questions around, you know, your standards, what are you and where are you over giving and where do you need to say no? Because it's your no that will bring by saying no, you bring more yeses into your life. You know, I this is it, I'll tell you, you know, part of the reason I want to do this episode is because I just thought, holy wow, how many people had I attracted in my life, you know, over the course of time? That came because they saw the light inside me, my ability, and tried to put it out or siphon it for themselves, you know, use it for themselves. Because when you overgive to somebody, what you do is you drain your own energy, you drain your own light, you get your own energy pulled away from you. That's why. So many intuitives and empaths are drained, tired, or overweight, or struggling to be happy because their joy, their natural light, their natural source energy, their spiritual energy is being drained because they don't have the boundaries and the standards in place. 
one of the symptoms of being depleted is feeling totally drained and tired and irritable, wanting to be alone, like feeling like you need to isolate, feeling overwhelmed when you think of being around people. You know, I've said this before, I don't always like people, you know, I I love their soul always, you know, I, I do even the worst people, I know they have light inside them. And I guess love is an extreme word because some people I actually don't feel love for. I just can know that they have light in them and I try to see the best, um, the best version that they have, even if it's a very dim, dim, dim light. You know, you try, try, I try my best to find a place of acceptance, you know, of all living creatures, even, you know, and living beings, even though sometimes it's really, really hard when you think, you know, wow. And, you know, there's a time, there's a grieving period when you realize that somebody's drained the shit out of you and they just replace you. They're like, yeah, yeah, thanks for all your help and bye, I'm just going to go find another friend and I don't even care if you're not in my life anymore because I got what I needed. <laughs> really, though? You know, you know these people, you know how they behave, you see the symptoms, the signs are clear. Take, 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 take. Whenever you communicate, they're interjecting, inter, you know, they're blocking you, they're resisting, they're pulling, pulling, pulling. They want you to listen to them all day long. These are just natural uh, occurrences. Like this is what happens when you have a taker and a giver in the same room. One person's talking, one person's listening with a smile and just going, yeah, you know, or you, you know, one of the things that I noticed is there was a lot of stuff I wasn't saying because I just knew the person couldn't hear. And, you know, it took me time with some of the individuals that I walked away from over the course of time to just realize that that was going on and everything in layers, you know, what I what I was doing 10 years ago, it takes, you know, but it taking me a year to figure it out, you know, now it'll take me 10 minutes uh, for the same problem, same issue, same thing that I might be attracting when it comes to you know, being overgiving. And, you know, you have to take time with yourself to stop doing that and really hear the judgment you have about what's going on towards yourself or towards the situation. Stop and really journal and take time and write about this person's in my life. How are, how is it making me feel? And why am I so frustrated, irritated, depleted and taking time to explore what's going on inside? I'm telling you, your intuition will pop in right away and say, this is the reason you're totally depleted because this is a person who has, they are not serving your light. It's, it's really clear when someone's not serving your light and they're wrapped up in themselves. It's very, very clear. It's an energy that's easily exposed by how you feel around a person. Um, so no, and it's okay. Everybody's different. I, I recognize that we are all different. And I also understand that when we make a deep and profound transformation in our lives, everything around us changes. And when everything around us changes, which is why people don't like to change, because when everything around us starts to change, we feel vulnerable. I know I do. You know, when you lose a couple of really important people that you thought were friends and realize these people are not friends because they they have the only person they're truly thinking about is themselves. And it's, it's real. And everybody's self-serving. Of course we are. But when you can't communicate or a person hides under the covers or they don't want to have conversations with you or when you talk to them, they deflect and they don't want to actually address what you're saying or when you tell, you know, and these are all things that I did, you tell my, a person my preferences or, you know, it's like there's a real feeling about somebody who's um, present. There's an energy feeling you have when somebody is present in your experience with you, there's a good, warm, loving, 
kind energy that happens. And it's extremely different when we don't have that. When you're around somebody who's pulling your energy or taking your energy and it feels like something's leaking out of you. And the reason we feel like it's leaking, something's leaking out of us is because we are listening. We are in the situation. We don't realize that our our guidance inside is saying, fuck get away from this fucking person. And we're like, yeah, but you know, they're nice and they're sweet. And we want to be friends with that person because we like the 50% of them. We love our interaction, but we don't realize the other 50% is ripping away at our energy. So for empaths and people like that are very powerful in the energy world and the energy system, especially uh, empathic people, we have to watch it. You've got to watch yourself those mind people who are detached and who, you know, just like live at a high speed and their words, you don't feel their words. You know, you don't feel it. When people talk to you, you don't feel it. You feel like, oh, they're talking at me. They're not really hearing me. They're just giving me advice. They're just barking at me. They're they're not feeling me. I don't, you won't feel safe. You will feel depleted and you won't feel like they're getting you. They're, you're feeling, when there's an exchange of love, we get ignited. Our cells and our body get ignited. They get in, involved. You know, it's like <gasps> we lean in, our energy opens, our heart opens, our, our desire opens, our love opens. We feel really heard and understood, which is a warm, fuzzy experience. So if you're around people and you don't have that, you don't feel that and you, you know, and I'm talking about good friends. I'm not talking about like just anybody. I'm talking about people you consider close to you that you give a lot of energy to. You want to look at it and just sit. What I recommend is you journal and take some time and, and write about it and get it out and, and realize like, you know, what is the cause and effect of what I'm creating? Is there something for me to learn here? These are all karma questions. You know, is this, there are something for me to learn about why I'm exchanging in this relationship with a person like that? Is there something I'm missing in my life, in my heart, which I'm trying to get here that has to do with my past, that has to do with some big lesson that I haven't understood yet? You know, these are really good questions, good karmic questions to help you understand your deeper lessons and to overcome them with the people and the situations in your life. And you can do that with anything. You can do that with people. You can do that with relationships. You can do that with your, you know, with a a certain pattern you have. If you're like a blamer and you wonder why you're blaming or if you judge people or if you run away or you don't like confrontation or, you know, you don't seem to be able to have the confidence to start a dream that you have and you don't know why, sit and breathe and just go, what is the lesson in this experience? You know, what is the cause and effect of the choices I'm making by avoiding facing and not doing what I'm really feeling called to do that I won't do. And that, that happens a lot, you know, empaths in particular end up, uh, you know, feeling their dreams, getting guidance on a regular basis, the injection of intuition happens on a regular basis, and they have every reason in the world that they say, oh, I can't because of this, or I can't because of that. And if you dig into what you're saying, I can't, what the reason is you're saying I can't, you'll probably find a person at the other end of it. You know, oh, I can't because I'll disappoint this person or I can't because what if I get judged? You know, I can't because the world's not going to accept me. All related to people. This is what really empaths have a deep connection to others and profoundly want to be connected. Um, 
and find it really hard and will sacrifice themselves just to have a connection because that's what we long for. And we connect in, we connect with people on an energetic level. So this whole conversation, you know, wrapping things up and coming full circle, you know, was just, I just wanted to get on here and rant, (laughs) kind of like have a raw and real conversation about, you know, what we're creating and encourage you to look at your own karmic creations and look and say, what am I creating that is going to have a future? What actions am I taking now that is going to have a future that I don't really want? What am I accepting in my life from the people around me that is encouraging negative beliefs in my life? Who am I feeling drained by that is really like choking me up? And I don't want to face it because I don't want to be alone or I don't want to lose that person or I don't want to deal with the conflicts or I'm just nervous about being challenged and I don't know what to do and I'm, I'm like feeling exasperated by the whole situation. Take time. Journal. Look. Look into the eyes of the truth. Let yourself know that you're more and the more matters and you matter. Take time with yourself, you know, empath. You have to clear the energetic clutter on a regular basis. It is the hardest thing to do. I have been exposed to some really nasty energy in my life as a healer and a transformer. And uh, as a person who comes from abuse on many different levels, and and please, not just from my parents, you know, I did self-abuse too, you know, like I don't want anybody to get a really horrible picture about my parents. Like we really had tremendous healing over the course of my life with them. And, uh, but I was neglected and through neglect, I was abused because I was left by myself and people knew I was left by myself. And a lot of things happened because of that, because nobody was checking on me. And imagine I'm, you know, I'm at an age where we didn't have the internet. I know a lot of parents are leaving their children alone because they're, it's way worse today. They're busy. They have to make more money. They're, you know, they're, we're running on empty, you know, because of the way the new world is kind of working at this point. So I can only imagine the struggle of many parents to be able to be there for your children, but it's our choice and we have to choose to take time. We have to choose to be still, to hear ourselves, to hear what we're going through, to understand the influence we have on other people and to understand the karma that we're creating. What you hide from doesn't mean it doesn't have momentum. And it doesn't mean that it's not creating in your life. So take time, like make a list. Here's all the things where that drain me. Start there. Here's all the people, places and things that that drain me. I feel when I think of it, I'm tired. (laughs) And let's start to listen to what you're trying to tell yourself. Great to chat. I hope this has helped you. It was a very random conversation around, you know, everything. If, you know... Remember, you choose your reality and remember that you don't have to accept beliefs from a tribal perspective or a global perspective because other people are doing things that, you know, you look at and you're, you're, you know, you're looking and saying, well, if they're doing it, well, I can do it too. Don't do that. Follow your heart. Do what's right for you. Be the light that you are. Don't compare because comparison can do a few things. You know, it can bring you to places you don't want to go because you don't hear yourself. And it can also help us support acting in ways that really do not serve the highest good of this world and of humanity. So check yourself out. What kind of karma are you creating? 
what kind of karma are you letting happen in your life? Because you don't want to deal with it. Take time. Remember, write the notes. Take time. Look at the list. What's draining me? That's a great place to start. You know, what karma am I creating in my life by the actions that I'm taking? And what are those actions that I believe are having an impact on those around me? And what actions do I do with myself, which are having an impact in my life and in my heart and in the world around me? And start there. Take responsibility. It's fun. Radical responsibility. It's fun. It'll help you. It'll help you become super conscious and it'll help you become unstoppable. Thank you so much for listening to the episode and I hope you will join me in my monthly clearing that I've created with this 2020 craziness that's happening. I'm doing this to serve humanity. So um, let me know your comments. Have an absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful rest of your day or night, whatever time it is for you. And we will see you in the next episode. Bye for now. Signing out, Lisa Lajoie.